in the season two premiere episode of Let's Talk About It. We're going to talk about the movie Malcolm and Marie, a movie that focuses and brings relationship struggles into the forefront. And in our relationship section, we're going to talk about arguing well, the do's and don'ts and how to navigate strife in your relationship. So you came, you're here. Now let's talk about it. Malcolm <laughs> and this is Micah and you're joining us for this season two premiere episode what of let's talk about it it's been a while since we've done this it has been a while might be a little rusty yeah you know get the cobwebs off a little bit mm-hmm. get back used to, to doing this every week but indeed yeah the uh it's a panini outside, y'all. It, it kind of got to us. It is a pentagram outside. <laughs> but we we are so glad to be back with you. Yes, we are. Malcolm, yes, tell we. the people how you doing. I'm doing okay. <laughs> this this COVID is relentless. Life mm-hmm. is relentless. And mm-hmm. We just keep keep pushing. Find opportunities to recharge and and stuff. How about you? How are you doing? <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Physical world, um, emotional world, got a little jostled there, you know? Jostled. <laughs> but this, I mean, this is like really cool. I don't think I knew how much I missed awkwardly dancing to our theme music before our episode, whenever we record, that, you know, that'll always be an iconic moment for us. Yes. <laughs> I mean, our song bangs pretty hard. I mean, it's pretty awesome it does can't help but to dance wish i knew what the name was so i could talk about it but i don't remember so (laughs) it's great it's all right we just relish in the moment (laughs) um so yeah season two premiere indeed we've got some exciting things planned michael what are we talking about today today we're gonna talk about good old malcolm and marie not to be confused with the wonderful people you're listening to by the way not to be confused please (laughs) don't confuse us um but we certainly had some jokes as we were watching the movie you know since malcolm's first name is malcolm and my middle name is marie and it's so rare that i get to watch movies that have my actual name outside of malcolm x obviously indeed movies have my name in them so even when i'm watching them Uh it's so foreign to me that it's still like I'm like a dog. My ears go up. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Somebody calling me. Like when we first watched um, the second Planet of the Apes movie, that one of the main characters' name is Malcolm, mm-hmm. and he somebody be yelling his name, and I'd be like, oh, okay, relax. It's just <laughs> it's, the not, movie. it's not you. So Someone people else. that have names like John and Michael that are always in movies, I'm sure they're used to it. Malcolm is not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that'll be a fun conversation today, and then um, you can't help but to segue into a conversation about how to argue well. Yep. Um, and if you haven't seen the movie, you will you will hear why that is an irresistible segue. Oh yes. 
Um, but Malcolm, why don't you start off just because you're such a great storyteller. And uh, mm. when I have attempted to summarize a movie on this here podcast, you did such a great job. It was know. an experience. I don't think we need to go back to that experience. So <laughs> you want to tell folks what the movie was about? Yes. Um, so we we'll to go ahead and say this out front. This is a spoiler alert. This will be spoiled. Um, pretty much all our reviews are spoilers. So don't <laughs> listen if you haven't seen it. Yeah, go ahead. Fast forward. Unless the spoilers don't bother you. Spoilers bother me. They don't bother Micah. Nope. So we are going to be talking through plot points of the movie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or not sorry. We're not sorry, but. <laughs> You've been it's warned. The, it's the obligatory apology. Um, all right. So Malcolm and Marie um, came out January 29th. Uh, 2021 on Netflix starring John David Washington son of Denzel Washington for those of you that didn't know that and Ooh. Zendaya who is in everything apparently <laughs> um, and the movie focuses on um, writer director Malcolm Elliott they have the big premiere of his movie um, comes home feeling really good about the film really excited about the film and basically the rest of the day kind of descends into a series of arguments and revelations about Malcolm and Marie's relationship um, you know Marie it used to be an actress, um, and she she accuses uh, Malcolm of using her story to write his his uh, movie, which is about a girl struggling with addiction. Mm-hmm. And his wife Marie has struggled with addiction, and he was there and saw a lot of that. And so she really feels like he developed the story around her life, um, and her life was the integral part of that story. And she got no credit. Apparently at the premiere, he was thanking everybody and their mom, his lawyer, his mama's lawyer, his lawyer's mama, and didn't even mention his wife one time. Um, And so through a series of arguments, including revelations that, um, well, according to Malcolm, that he didn't write the story about her, it was about amalgamation of other women he's met in his life. And then um, her calling his work mediocre. And then her asking why she didn't cast him for the for the movie when she could have done a better job than the actress he put in that place. And then him going down the list of women and the disgusting things he did with them (laughs) and how they inspired the movie and not uh, not her and how she's jealous. Um, They kind of get to the point at the end where we're at the end is kind of left in question. Are they still together? Are they not together? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But let's talk a little bit more about the things that we liked about the movie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, my my verbalizations over here, my sound making um, is because I, I struggled with this movie. Mm-hmm. My list of things that I liked mm-hmm. is a little short. <laughs> um, but what I will say is the cinematography was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was all in black and white. Yeah, that was a great choice. Which, for me, required that I focus more on Malcolm and Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, there were moments where I think it seemed like the director made choices about the shots that during points of their, at this point, like four hour long argument that you're capturing in this movie, it forces you to kind of, as they're arguing, because it's so tiring, you have to kind of appreciate the things around them in the shot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I appreciate the the director giving us kind of a break with that because the, the home that he, that it was shot in, you know, was just beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, modern interior design and very open space. Mm -hmm. And so as they're arguing throughout the house, 
cameras moving along the space with them. So mm-hmm. it was a very dynamic, um, very dynamic visual experience. Yeah. So I will say that's on the top of my what do I like list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 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 shooting of it, I believe it was mostly, if not all, single camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. And so you got a lot of good looks at people's faces when they were talking, seeing reactions as things were happening. And even they did a good job of showing kind of the subtleties of people's reaction in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So when Malcolm was when Malcolm was tiptoeing close to saying something <laughs> or would fully say something, you got to kind of see Marie <laughs> and her facial expression go from curiosity to full blown outrage <laughs> rather quickly. Um, and then it really, I mean, it was really raw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times in movies in dialogue, you see conversations and they're pretty polished. Even arguments are pretty polished and rehearsed, mm-hmm. but this felt really raw when you, Got down to the core of it. I mean, when he's revealing every little nasty thing he's done with every woman he's been with mm-hmm. to her face, um, and even talking about how he loved, you know, I love this woman, and oh, I did this with her. Oh, she was this, and it was just like it felt raw. Yeah, it had to be raw because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was real bold for him to be saying all that. <laughs> yeah, and that for me. Um, is why I really respect the choices mm-hmm. of, you know, the main actor and actress. And I was actually, you know what? No, I won't say I was surprised because I think Zendaya did a really good job in um, The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. That's the most recent thing that I've seen for her. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch Euphoria, but didn't quite get to it. But mm-hmm. um, I've heard really good things about Euphoria. Yeah, too. me as well. So mm-hmm. I think the level of skill that she's attained throughout her career, it was just perfect mm-hmm. um, for this, for this production. And she, I mean, really most of it, I mean, there, there was quite a bit of monologuing between the two. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. her, like you mentioned, her reactions to Malcolm really did make the experience. Cause it's like, you got to step into you know, whichever perspective you chose. And I think that's why a lot of people enjoy the movie is because they could kind of step into one of the characters and really claim it as their own. Yeah. So if you chose to step into Marie, her facial expressions, body posture, you know, um, vocal intonation, all of that really made it feel real for mm-hmm. you and, and made it feel raw. So, um, yeah, I would say the cinematography, the director's choices, the the two main actors. Mm-hmm. What else did we like? I do think you know we'll get into the rest of <laughs> you know the content of uh, you know the arguments and whatnot. But there were some things in the monologues about the um, you know the the movie industry mm-hmm. and about uh, kind of the marriage between the movie industry or, or visual arts and politics. Mm-hmm. That they were really compelling. I'm yeah. sitting there like, oh, okay, we about to hop on some soapboxes <laughs> up in here. Um, so I enjoyed that. Uh-huh. I, in terms of script writing, I was like, okay, we we went to some places alongside of the the arguments themselves. Yeah, I think it was a you know one of the one of the main things they talked about. I think the the writer specifically mentioned. So the the in the I guess it's about in the middle of the movie. He's been waiting for this review to come out about the mm-hmm. film. So the review comes out. It's a woman that. I guess he kind of knows, it seems like yeah. he at least has some sort of relationship with. 
Um, and she writes a really good review of the story, but she focuses on some of the social mm-hmm. commentary in the film and then compares him to a famous uh, director, Barry Jenkins, who obviously did Moonlight mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and that just kind of like sets him off. <laughs> it does. It sets him off. And Malcolm so was upset. He was. Yes, that Malcolm was very upset. <laughs> and, um it, it brings up an interesting conversation in this era where so many filmmakers are putting their personal beliefs or social stances in movies, you know, good or bad, whatever you feel about that, that Malcolm was very, very much rejecting that. Mm-hmm. Like he did not. I think she, she even mentioned him as being a, his perspective as a black man filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He mentioned like, I don't I, I'm just a film director. I'm not. Right. So it brings up an interesting conversation, especially amongst black creatives, like how how attached are we to our beliefs and how does that come out in our films? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for Malcolm, he very much wanted to, like you said, he just wanted to be a filmmaker, not a black filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of his relationship with Marie was that Marie could come back and say, but, but it was a social commentary. (laughs) There were moments where she, I mean, she's casually eating a cookie and she's just like, but but Malcolm, it was political. Mm-hmm. And then so she comes back with some really kind of um, just cute humor with him to kind of almost de-escalate him when she mm-hmm. starts making this joke about, OK, well, if you had made a movie about Legos, <laughs> you know, she goes in this this uh, monologue about how it would have actually been social and, you know, would have had social commentary in it. And you would have been sitting somewhere trying to say it wasn't political. And, <laughs> you know, uh, what else? It, it, I think she makes this joke about some movement being birthed out of the lake, you know, Uh out of the lake. So she's, you know, she's capturing the fact that she knows Malcolm. Mm -hmm. And I think she's also capturing that for, for black creatives, it's very difficult for the personal not to be political and creativity is immensely personal. And so how can creativity for us not be political? You know, it's just very difficult. Um, and so that that was a really interesting kind of like sub commentary yeah. in the movie. Yeah. So what about the things that we didn't like so much? <laughs> well, I mean, we might I mean, might as well segue into the relationship segment here because <laughs> what I so I don't know. I think we had a bit of this uh conversation during our <laughs> during our Tyler Perry segment <laughs> mm-hmm. where I divulged my beliefs about creativity. Mm-hmm. And how I do think there is this element of like a prescriptive nature that um, that the cinematic industry in particular has taken on where mm-hmm. folks are watching movies and TV shows and they're beginning to experience the content as prescriptive as this mm. is what you should do. This is what is right. Yeah. And I think that's just a, a natural occurrence of like postmodernism that mm-hmm. we're we're in an era where. Religious no longer has the the market on truth Mm -hmm. and everyone is discovering what is true for them. And a lot of people are doing that through the visual arts and what they watch on television. Mm -hmm. So for me, what I didn't like is Mm -hmm. I think, man, a lot of folks and I saw this on social media came away from this movie like, oh, my God, like I wish that, you know, somebody would argue with me like that and just Mm -hmm. like be honest. And I'm like blinking at people. Like, wait, um, no, I don't think you want, because there were some very, I would say, this is my opinion, emotionally abusive moments between Malcolm and Marie. And so what I didn't like is that, I don't, I don't know, for me, I almost wanted there to be some kind of like warning, uh, at the beginning and the end talking about 
don't try this at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't please do not do this if you can help it. And if you are doing this, I, please get support from someone. You know oh what gosh. I mean? So that for me, that's what I didn't like. I think it, it there was the risk of folks coming away from it. Like, this is how I should show up in relationships. And by golly. It is, I just I don't I don't think it is. Yeah, I think I, I've heard even some people after watching it saying, oh, I don't understand how people think that's to- toxic. That's just normal. And I was like, it should not be normal. No. It should absolutely not be normal. I mean, I think we all in our relationships want to be told the truth. But how the truth is told is, is just as important as exactly. as just telling the truth. Um, and so I think what we saw here is that. The, the truth was told with the purpose of being cutting mm-hmm. and being damaging and, and causing harm to the other person. And if that's the if that's the intent for why you're trying to tell the truth, then we, no. need, to, we need to not do that. Yeah, <laughs> we need to take a detour. So so let's just go ahead and transition into it. our relationship segment for today and talk about how do we argue well and I think the first thing to point out, because what I don't want to do, because we've already taken our stance, right? Like mm-hmm. we've quite explicitly said that for the two of us we don't think this is healthy mm-hmm. but i think it's important to honor the fact that folks show up in conflict to the extent of their skills and what they've learned and like we learn how to argue from our families of origin from significant friendships throughout our lives yeah. from even like long-term workplaces that we've worked in mm-hmm. all of those things shape how we show up in 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 conflict Mm -hmm. and unless you take some intentional time to unlearn and relearn and learn healthy ways to argue you're going to show up that way whether you (laughs) you want to or not you know folks in our age group are discovering how much they are like their parents Mm -hmm. right now because that you know we run on autopilot right so i just want to start there that this is we want to honor the fact that the way we show up is is just it's automatic Mm -hmm. And hopefully our conversation today will help kind of if there are some goals that that you as our listener has to Mm -hmm. kind of change the way you argue or show up in conflict. Hopefully Mm -hmm. that will help. And like you said, it's some of it. So much of it is automatic. So we want to bring awareness to it so that you can be aware of how you're showing up in Mm -hmm. a certain space. I think a lot of times, like you said, we argue on autopilot and whatever. Sometimes the stream of consciousness, whatever comes to your mind, no Mm -hmm. matter what. You could be in a level three argument, but if you get a level eight point, all right, this is coming out, this is coming in hot right now. Right, right. Uh, so it's important that you're not just not just going through arguments and just letting kind of the conversation flow, but being conscious about, okay, what's happening in this space? How am I showing up in this space? Mm-hmm. Is, is there something that I need to be pulling from this moment to yeah. really self-reflect? Like these are things to, that we want you to keep in mind when you're in these these tough strategic conversations absolutely so i I think that that may bring us to kind of our first point in terms of how to argue well and it's to answer the question what are arguments for Mm -hmm. what is conflict for and there was a moment where malcolm um gosh what did he say it's almost like he took you could see him taking this challenge where he says something like you're a lightweight. You're not going to win this one to, mm. to Marie. Well, I think he, he mentions her being, it might've been after she mentioned, um, where they start talking about her addiction and he mm. mentioned her being, she wants to be strong, but she's not strong because of what she, which she's actually 
it showed her weakness. Right. There was that moment when mm-hmm. they were, when she was in the tub, but mm-hmm. there was a moment before then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may have even been in the bathroom as well when she was in the tub, but mm-hmm. he, he kind of, he almost says, you know, you don't really want to go there mm-hmm. because I, like I can go there. And it was shortly before he goes on this kind of monologue about all the, like you said, mm-hmm. escapades that he yes. had shared with previous <laughs> women. Um, but you could see in his thinking that he's, viewing this conversation as a battleground yeah that like okay you like are you stepping up because Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm ready you Mm -hmm. know and for me what i've noticed is that if conflict is viewed that way within a relationship then there there is a higher likelihood of emotionally harmful and even abusive behavior Mm -hmm. because you're looking at these conversations as places to prove your power Mm -hmm. rather than to to breed connection between you and whoever that other person is um so i would say that's like for me the first thing Mm -hmm. if you if you are going into an argument and you feel yourself like like posting up internally (laughs) then that may be a cue to be like you know what i need a minute i'm gonna go eat me a snack I'm going to go take a nap real yeah. quick. And then we're going to come back to this conversation. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the view of conflict as a competition or something to be won rather than something to be either be resolved or something to be, to learn from or to re- self reflect or even reflect, reflect as a couple. Right. If you go to in the, in the fact that, okay, you've hurt me. Well, then I'm going to try to hurt you even worse than you just hurt mm-hmm. me or yeah. no. Okay. How, is there any truth to what they're saying? Is there is there any universe in which what they're saying about me is true? Mm-hmm. And how is this making that person feel? Yeah. And can I try to understand that? Yeah. And is, you know, is there a way that we can discuss what this person is saying where we're both getting a little bit new information from it? Yeah. Um, information about each other's internal world, information about how we're impacting each other. Mm-hmm. If if that is what we're seeking, then you got a really good launching pad for a healthy argument. Yeah. Right. But for, for Malcolm and Marie, you could really see this like this this kind of revenge taking, mm-hmm. battleground kind of thought mm-hmm. process. And and it was it was for me it was hard to watch. Yeah. Um especially during the scene where she's in the tub, because you can see her like tearing up. Yeah. Cause he's just like breaking her down with his words and it's it's again there were folks saying you know wow i wish someone would be that honest with me but it's like "Mm," you know he could have said it in in an unharmful way yeah but he was making conscious choices to be harmful but some of the things you were saying you also are these ever necessary to say good yeah good point that's the other thing like not all just because events happened um, and they happen to you, does it mean that there's something that your partner needs to hear about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't need to hear about every little thing that happened in your previous relationship and how it made you feel and how you felt about, like, that's cool. That's really, you can keep some of that to yourself. Especially, <laughs> especially, like, if, if I know, if I'm saying it and I know it's going to put you in a bad place. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on, Malcolm. Not you. Not Other you, Malcolm. Malcolm. Other Malcolm. John David Malcolm. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, is we, is we really about to go down the the black book list now? I mean, he was, yeah, not even going to go into that. If you haven't watched it on Netflix yet, we do recommend it. We but. do recommend it. <laughs> but be, be ready for follow-up conversations. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So the other thing, too, is, you know, how to know when to argue. Mm. Um, 
Y'all. Never argue when you're hungry. Look. Don't argue when you're tired. All right. Don't try not to argue when you're stressed. That's hard because we're stressed a lot of the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you know, maybe after you didn't woke up, you had breakfast. Blood sugar. Look, me and Micah have gotten to some blood sugar arguments. <laughs> and they're real. And they're real. They and seem you, so real. And then you eat a sandwich and then you look at each other like, I ain't even mad no more. It wasn't even that serious. It wasn't even that serious. (laughs) But you, like the movie, y'all, the movie opens with Marie making a pot of mac and cheese for this man. First of all, let's, can we pause one second? (laughs) Sure. We need to talk about this. (laughs) Movie called Malcolm and Marie, two black characters. Why is she making easy mac? Why is she making easy mac? Why is she making easy mac? And he, he asked for easy mac. He did ask for easy mac. He specifically asked for easy mac. And I, that's black (laughs) man. This is when I knew it was written by a white person because no, oh, no. <laughs> there's no way in the world. If I come back from my movie premiere and it's, you know, the big day, I'm, I'm hyped up. If I'm going to say, make me something, it's going to let's get, I'll help you out. Let's get to bacon, some mac and cheese. If you make me easy back, you don't love me. And <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, there were definitely some, there was some social commentary embedded in that mac and cheese. <laughs> That was distracting too, because you know the argument is revving up, and I'm watching. I'm watching her pour in the cheese powder. I'm like, this woman making some mac and cheese, and not even like she didn't spruce it up. She, I think she she used milk. She I, did use milk, no water. I don't know, but I can't remember. I think anything. she threw some pepper in there. She might throw some pepper or something in there. Woo! But there wasn't nothing for her. She poured all that mac and cheese in a bowl from Malcolm and slid it across the t- the, the table. So what we know from this moment is that there's confusion about what you eat after an award yeah, show. Absolutely. <laughs> and number absolutely. two, that these poor babies didn't eat yet. So this is when we know it's not okay to argue. Yep. If you are hungry enough to make some mac and some easy mac in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. we can wait until tomorrow to talk about this. We can wait. <laughs> Or the or the or the easy back away and we can order some pizza. And we can order some pizza. <laughs> Man. So yeah. Knowing when to argue. Yeah. And 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 really what that is about is we have to remember that we are physical beings. Mm-hmm. You know, arguments are about our emotional world, but we use our physical bodies to argue. So if you don't have energy, some some off the wall stuff might come out of your mouth. Your brain doesn't sure. have what it needs to be like, hold up. Let's process this real quick before we say it. Your brain doesn't have what it needs. So your brain will tell you that this is the most important thing in the world and and it needs to be addressed right now or someone will die. (laughs) And I'm I'm exaggerating, but when you're tired and when you're in an agitated state and your body is tensed and your and your body is is wanting something, it will find (laughs) it will find anything anything will get on your nerves. It will. It will. You'll be more irritable, you'll be you'll have less access to your rational faculties please folks if you could grab a snack and a nap mm-hmm. before you argue i highly recommend it <laughs> and also be aware of the emotional state of of the person that you might be um arguing with right yeah um i don't know if i would have initiated this argument the day of his big movie premiere he's mm. This is a, like a big moment. It's but she big, but she didn't. She didn't. And she told him. She t- she did. Nothing productive is going to come out of this conversation. I just want to eat that's and one go of my, to sleep. By the way, that's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> She's like, Malcolm, I know you. 
and I, and love, I love you. you and nothing productive is going to come out of this. So, so I honestly like I'm putting the onus on Malcolm. No, yeah. Yeah. Because he could, he could have, he could have stepped back. Mm-hmm. He could have trusted, you know, I've been in this relationship with this woman for a long time. She might know something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what did he do? Marie, Marie, Marie. <laughs> I was like, Oh, he really, he really not going to let this go. And then I clicked the remote to see how long this movie was. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so what, what else? What else? I think to the, so the crux of the argument, right, was Marie felt under or maybe unappreciated mm-hmm. in the relationship. And this, this is where I think a lot of folks that I saw on social media really found home in mm-hmm. the argument because there is a tendency for if you're not connected with your partner's emotional world mm-hmm. and if you're not listening for what makes them feel valued, watching for that and and making a concerted effort to behave in ways that offers that to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Then there is a chance for resentment to, to grow within a relationship. Yep. And I think Marie really got to that point. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't just the premiere where he didn't say, you Mm -hmm. know, I want to thank my long term partner, blah, 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 for Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. This had been a long standing issue in their relationship where she was giving to him in very um, costly ways. But she Mm -hmm. was doing it because she loved him, Mm -hmm. um, but wasn't really seeing from him that he appreciated it or acknowledged it. And so. I think what what this shows is how important what's called attunement is. Mm-hmm. And attunement is really, you know, feeling interested in and capable of understanding the emotional world of your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of reasons why folk, folks may have difficulty with that. Like, I want to honor that, too. Like, mm-hmm. we grow up sometimes in families of origin where... Folks' emotions don't really have a whole lot of weight. Yeah. You know, maybe you grew up in a home where, um, you know, your parents were working a bunch of jobs and they didn't have time to sit down with you after a long day of school and somebody was bullying you and you wanted to talk about it. You know, maybe they didn't have time for that. Mm -hmm. And so this isn't me saying like, oh, my goodness, you're a terrible person if you can't be attuned. (laughs) Not at all. Right. Uh But what I am saying is if 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 you're listening to this. You've got someone in your life, even if it's a long-term friend, mm-hmm. like just check in with yourself and be like, man, do I really understand what's important to that person mm-hmm. or like what they tend to feel when certain things happen? And do I feel like they understand that about me? Yeah. You know, and then if the answer is no to those questions, you can definitely have a conversation with that person and even like say, hey, you know, use use the movie as your fallback. Right. <laughs> like I was watching Malcolm and Marie. That movie was crazy. What do you think about it? Um, how do you think I would have reacted, if, you know, to just kind of experiment with mm-hmm. each other to understand eternal uh, each other's internal world? Mm-hmm. I think another. This is not connected to the movie. This is more of just arguing. Well, mm. is Sometimes me and Michael will be arguing about something and we're not really arguing. We're both agreeing on the general premise, but just from different perspectives. No, you can be honest. It's it's usually me that don't know that we agree. And <laughs> Malcolm be like, Micah. Michael, we're babe, agreeing. We we're saying the same it's thing. And I'd be like, No, because <laughs> I'd be like, Okay, well then do you believe this? Yes. And you believe this? We agree. We're just we just have completely different. And I got to sit there with the I really agree face. <laughs> so I think that's another be able to look at. Are we actually arguing right now? Are no. we just are we just having an intense conversation? Are we just not of the same perspective, even though we 
are ending up at the same point. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, sometimes arguments, that's sometimes all it is, is we're not seeing the other person's perspective. Yeah. Um, and that and that's important. And it's it's interesting, you know, get, going back to the movie mode a little bit. There's a similar theme to this in another movie we reviewed, um, A Marriage Story, mm-hmm. where the women in these stories both feel almost invisible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in Marie's case, she's watching her story on television on television <laughs> watching it on screen unravel and has no agency to help tell the story Yikes. did not have a role in an active role in writing how the story is portrayed or how the story is acted and um, she said that to him and so it's it's an interesting conversation to be had about particularly black women mm. in cinema and in other creative productions of how their stories could be commodified but not ever point back to the real people yeah, and the real people don't have the ability to either monetize it or truly tell the story how they want it to be told. And then, in a relationship perspective, you know these these women that are married to creatives are invest are invested in their husband's work, mm-hmm. whether directly or indirectly, um, and are left not having their own face on their stories mm-hmm. and their efforts and their contribution. I mean, her big thing was that I contributed to this story, even though I didn't write a word, right? write a word of it. And you're going to get to reap the benefits of it. And no one will ever know that it was me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's an interesting conversation to be had uh, off, off of this movie. It is. It really is. And I think on a, you know, on a relational level, all Malcolm had to do, you know what I mean? Like this, when you step back from the movie, you're just like, man, Malcolm, all you had to do was just point, point to point to Marie in the audience. Right. She was looking good. Had a camera pan over to her. Uh-huh. Say something, you know, slightly, slightly on the edge of being inappropriate about how say, much you love her. Say something, you know, and all of this could have been you could have had your easy Mac and went to sleep. Just don't Hubert Davis it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. If you, if you guys are not familiar, Hubert Davis, oh new head basketball coach at uh, University of North Carolina, was asked about being the first black coach in the school's history. Mm. And he starts off so strong. Mm-hmm, he does. starts off talking about all oh, this, you know, this matters. And he said, but I'm also proud of my white wife. Record scratch. Why? Why? It's like, so in my mind, like I'm thinking, okay, he forgot to mention his wife at any point in the press conference. And he's like, oh man, I need to say something. He did need to say something. And then he over he really, really overcorrected. And, and and would you mind telling the folks what they were celebrating? Like what like why why he was there? He was the it was his introductory mm-hmm. news conference as the head coach head basketball coach at the University of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um and he was the first he's the first black man to ever hold that position at that school. Yeah, yeah. So just a little just a little like a little smidge tone deaf. <laughs> oh no, hundred percent tone deaf. hundred percent tone deaf. He certainly could have honored his wife. Certainly, but it was just—it was like the like the intensity of the word white. Yes, and I'm proud to be married to my, to my white, white wife. wife. Why not just be? It, she's she's your wife. She's your wife. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just—it was like why why did we arrive at this point? And we don't have answers to that because yeah. he dropped the the bomb and left that was it that was the end of the, like the press conference went so well i was pr- i'm a north kind of fan so i was proud and then i heard about what happened at the end and i'm like hubert mm, so my. lesson to everyone please recognize your wife don't just recognize her any kind of way either so <laughs> right. like there's an in-between between not recognizing your wife and oh crap i need to do something real quick. right right throw this together <laughs> 
My, my, my. Um, so, Micah, what did we learn? What did we talk about? What did we learn today? Man, what did we learn today? Well, we learned that we should go ahead and watch Malcolm and Marie. We should. We should. <laughs> um, great cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the The script was wit- written well. Shots were, were shot well. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting was top notch for da- John David and Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Uh, so absolutely go watch it. But we also spend some time talking about how to argue well. Mm-hmm. Of course, honoring the fact that we all come to every relationship with different levels of health mm-hmm. emotionally and with different things that we've learned in terms of how to argue well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the point is to be intentional about it. And then movies like Malcolm and Marie can really be a launching pad for that intentionality and just kind of looking at how do we argue and how can we do it better? Yeah. Right. So this, of course, is not uh, the end point for this conversation. It we would nice. love for you all to continue it on social media. And you can add us into that conversation by uh, connecting with us on Twitter. And I am at J. Marie Morgan. You might notice that's a new handle. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> and I have a new handle because I got sick of my Twitter. Instagram not matching. So <laughs> I racked my break. Basically, since we've been on break. Malcolm, what is what? How can we synergize these things? So now I am Malcolm D O T Media D O T, um, and you can also use the hashtag hashtag Talk About It Pod Talk About It Podcast P O D, um, and you can also follow at Urban Arts Digital on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. We have updates about this podcast and so many other shows and content that's being produced. Um, and so we want you to be up to date on what's going on with us. Hopefully we'll have some more things outside of just the podcast to talk about. But for right now, just enjoy these audio listenings <laughs> in your ears. Um, anything else you want to remind the people of? Man, just, you know, drink some water. <laughs> get as much sleep as you can. We're all going through a pandemic and you are deserving of love. So love yourself. Yes. <laughs> so this has been Malcolm Morgan. And Micah Morgan. And this is Let's Talk About It. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next time.